Organizations. Organizations are built on humans, but how often it seems that humans serve the organizations and not the other way around? How can art help us leverage the human dimension of our organization? How can the art be explored on an individual and organizational level? And why? Today's speaker, Dr. Giovanni Schiuma, refers to art as a technology. All and more in today's episode. So let's start. We are being told to choose between the left and right brain, between studying art and engineering, between creative and analytical thinking. Our society tells us that art and business are not connected. But what if society is wrong? What if it misleading us? The good news is that understanding what art is can bring us to a new revelation. Art does matter in innovation, technology and entrepreneurship. And with the help of this podcast and its guests, you as well will learn that art is not an object. Art is a mindset. You are listening to the Artian Podcast with me, Nir Hindi. Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks again for coming back. My name is Nir, the founder of the Artian, a consultancy and training company that applies an art mindset in the business environment. Today's guest, Dr. Giovanni Schiuma, will probably define our role as art architects. I promise that by the end of this episode, you will learn what does it mean. If it's your first time listening to us or not, a quick reminder, this podcast explores how art and artists influence business organizations. And Dr. Schiuma is someone you want to listen to. Because Giovanni is a full professor in knowledge and innovation management and head of the engineering management program in digital management at Loom University, Italy. He is widely recognized as one of the world's leading experts in arts-driven innovation and creative partnerships connecting arts and business. He served in so many roles that these are just two out of many, and we are going to discuss his expertise on the intersection of art and business. Hey, Giovanni, welcome to the Artian Podcast. Thank you very much, Neil. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I'm super excited again to our conversation because you actually published this book, The Value of Arts for Business, a few years back. So you have a lot what to say about art and business, but maybe you can introduce yourself very quickly to our listeners. Of course. I'm Giovanni Schiuma. I'm based in southern Italy in a town named Matera, which has been appointed European Cultural Capital 2019. And Matera is a unique place. It's considered the second oldest town in the world after Jericho. And I think this energy that characterizes Matera is also somehow the energy which has been affecting my interest in the arts and then the arts in business. And the other important information, I am professor, full professor at the Loom University which is a, a growing university uh, specializing in management economics and engineering management. So I have a question. What led you to actually research the topic of art and business? Because obviously there is not such a discipline, at least not yet, that in economics or knowledge management called art in business. But you actually got into this space. How did you get there? Traditionally, in the management discipline, there is an attention to arts management, which is about bringing the business principles to the arts. Arts-based management is about bringing the arts and the arts principle in business. How I get interested in this topic? Actually, my original interest was to understand what makes the difference 
in uh, people action? What is really making an entrepreneur, a manager successful? And uh, the key dimension are not only the cognitive skills, the competence, but very much the emotional, the intrinsic human dimension. This interest in understanding how to engage and leverage this dimension brought me to the arts because I was exploring how to assess intangible assets, knowledge, which is my original academic topic. And I was approached by Arts and Business UK, and they were interested in understanding the investment in the arts and the collaboration of arts and business, how this was producing benefits. So they approached me in the first place. And then I discovered that there was this connection between the arts, which was really the tool for me to explore how to leverage this human dimension, which make really successful business people. So somehow has been a kind of invisible passion for exploring the deep human nature and what is really making successful people and the companies that somehow brought me to explore the role of arts in business. So, you know, you already mentioned that you discovered some benefits of the arts. And I'm wondering, what are those benefits that you see? Well, arts actually can have uh, multiple benefits. Traditionally, arts in business has been uh, applied as a learning tool, as a, a tool for uh, training managers, leaders. But actually, arts in business can have a multitude, multiple impacts within the organization. And in fact, I see the arts in business as a driver for organizational development. And basically, I see the arts as a way to transform the organization and to make the organization more value-oriented, so capable of understanding the market, understanding the stakeholders, and actually develop the human and living dimension of the organization, making the organization an organic system capable of adapting, proacting uh, in a durable and complex environment in which organizations nowadays are working, and then to become actually more innovative. And innovative in large sense, capable of developing knowledge and uh, developing new innovation solutions. Then I believe we can explore further the different dimension that can be touched by the development of what I call arts-based initiative in the organizational context. In previous conversation, we started to speak about the difference between art in the context of the individual and art in the context of the organization. And you look at art as something more holistic in the organization level. What's the difference between looking at it from an individual perspective and from an organization perspective? Well, as I was mentioning before, the use of arts in business is not completely new, but has been relegated to the use of training and development. And from that point of view is the connection of the arts with individual. But I believe that arts has a, a huge potential nowadays in the 21st century to transform the organization. And when I talk about the organization, I'm talking holistically, as you are mentioning, the concept of organization, looking at to all the dimensions distinguishing the organization. And those dimensions are the tangible infrastructure and the intangible infrastructure. Well, we, and nowadays that also with the pandemic, we are experiencing that uh, we can work from home, smart working, but still the organization is there with the atmosphere, with the culture, with all these intangible infrastructure. 
So I believe the arts can be deployed in the organization as a tool. And my view of the arts in business is very instrumental. It's not arts for the sake of art, but it's arts for supporting organizational development. And arts can be used as a way to develop people. And this is what you call the human dimension from learning, creativity point of view, inspiring people, making people more adaptable. But also arts can be used as a tool to transform the tangible infrastructure, so the workplace in which we operate, but also to touch and transform other intangible dimensions, the identity of the organization, the image of the organization, the culture of the organization. How do you build trust is one of the key questions that organizations have. And uh, well, arts can become a tool. And from that point of view, again, arts-based management is about applying for managerial purposes, the arts in the organizational setting, as well as you can use arts for developing products to develop services. So arts is a tool, is a knowledge domain that can be applied for transforming the organization. And here is where I see this reach between the traditional industrial model of the organization, where most of the attention was focused on the rational cognitive knowledge to the need of transforming the organization, making them more human, more adaptable, more resilient. And from that point of view, you need to bring in the organization not only the scientific engineering-based knowledge, but also the artistic knowledge. And then arts in business is about bringing this knowledge domain in the business, which traditionally have been considered apart from each other. Yeah, totally. So, you know, I'm thinking about now uh, some of my listeners that probably have a business background and they ask themselves, okay, it sounds great, but how do I do it? I mean, you speak about, and what I love about your approach is that you speak not only on the intangible things that we tend to think in organization, the spirit, the energy, the human aspect, but you also speak about tangible things, how art can influence the tangible things. And you already mentioned kind of the, maybe the physical environment, but can you give us maybe example from all the research that you did for a company that worked with the arts to actually uh, maybe transform or change or develop tangible processes or the different environment in their organizations? Well, one of the key aspects of uh, transformation of the tangible infrastructure of the organization is the workplace. If you like, the old paradigm was uh, particularly in the corporation, the open space, uh, with the idea that open space would uh, facilitate knowledge sharing, communication, but actually most of the cases was a way to optimize the space, the logistics of uh, the corporation in big city. But if we look at the Google office, that is the, the original example of the Pixar office, or nowadays uh, the Microsoft office, or most of the new creative-oriented spaces, we discover that uh, arts is there as a way to create a space which is more a creative learning space where people are supported by the environment to think and act and relate in a different way. That is a critical example of arts can be used to transform the tangible asset. And I've been working with organizations that even have been using group of artists together with designer to define the boardroom, to define some specific spaces that would facilitate different way of thinking in the people. So this is a practical example of how the arts can transform 
the tangible infrastructure. But let's just make another example. Think about the, even the Apple office. One well, last project of Steve Jobs was to create this spaceship office. Well, the idea is the circularity and the design of the space is artistic based. So, well, from that point of view, we could discuss what arts is. And <laughs> architecture is part of the arts. Design is a part of the arts. So we are talking about this knowledge domain that is applied in different way to serve the organizational purposes. We often hear about speaking about human-centric and the organization energy and the vision and the inspiration, but still business schools are very much inclined into the hard skills and business professionals are very much kind of trying to gain those hard skills. And I wonder how we can allow or open opportunities for business professionals to actually engage with the arts, how we can actually create those environment or places they can interact, which are going beyond just training? Well, my idea, my theory is that organization should, first of all, recognize arts as a knowledge domain that can provide an improvement of their competence. And when I talk about the competence, I talk about the operational and the dynamic competence. The dynamic competence are about renewing the existing competence, so it's about learning, developing, and the operational competence is about improving your efficiency in whatever you do. So if we look at to the arts as a knowledge domain that you can use for developing your competence, from that point of view, you need to develop what I call arts-based initiatives. So there are projects, specific projects, specific initiatives that are designed purposely for developing other people and then all the infrastructure, but with the focus on improving the operational or the dynamic competences. Then how you develop this arts-based initiative from really pragmatic point of view? Well, there are many different categories of this initiative because you can have an intervention, which is about just a learning, a training section, or you can have arts in residence when you want to stimulate some kind of cultural environment, or you can use arts as a way to address topics around the culture, the behavior of the organization, or you can use arts as a way for prototyping new products or as a way to redesigning your organization. So actually, is, uh, the, the use of arts can cover a really a broad spectrum. And from a pragmatic point of view, is a management initiative that needs to be designed against specific strategic objectives, having in mind some specific performance objectives. And then you design the arts-based initiatives as a way to solve your problems in the organization. And then you can check how these uh, initiatives are actually improving your performance and making an impact within the organization. You touched upon a few things that I, I want to ask you. The first one, you mentioned art to improve efficiency. Now, for every, I think, business professional, it sounds contradicting to think about art for improving efficiency. What do you mean when you say art can improve efficiency in business context? Well, efficiency traditionally is uh, the capacity of optimizing the use of resources to achieve a specific output. So you can use arts as a way, as a way to, for example, engage people. In many organizations, people know very well what to do. 
but you are not sure if they are doing and they are adopting, deploying their knowledge. And that is because sometimes people are detached from their work activities. So if you want to improve the efficiency, the productivity, you need to make sure that people are engaged. If you like, I like to use the concept of being in love with what you do. Well, not everyone in the workplace can be in love with what is she doing, because we know that sometimes we do a lot of things because <laughs> we need to pay the bills. But you can use arts as a way to let people to explore and understand in what they are doing, what they really like, and then how they can be motivated in what they do. Simply this is a, a cultural perspective, is a mindset dimension that helps to be engaged and then to improve everyday activities. Then from there, you can generalize and open and think about most of the people do a lot of activities they don't create value. So you could use, also use arts as a way to identify, if you like, in a lean thinking approach, what are the key activities creating value? So arts is a tool, is an instrument that helps to go through a process to identify how and what to improve and how to better uh, engage people. From that point of view, it becomes an incremental innovation mechanism. But of course, arts can be also used as a way to generate radical innovation when you use arts as a way to foster creativity, imagination. And then in that case, you try to bring art in specific space, which I call innovation labs, where the arts becomes the driver for thinking in an open box way and identify new opportunity that can transform your product, your processes, the way our organization is operating. So, you know, you're touching another point that I want to uh, discuss because for me, art is not about object. For me, art is a way of thinking. It's a mindset and it's a very innovative mindset. Now, you mentioned before that art is a tool and I want to ask you, what would you say for someone that think about art as a tool in comparison to art as a way of thinking? I would say arts is, and that is my fundamental hypothesis about the use of arts in business. Arts, I call, is an aesthetic technology. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> well, the concept of technology is knowledge. So art, what is really power of art is that enable us to experience our aesthetics. So is is an aesthetic means, which means, which equal to say that arts can be used as a way for uh, thinking aesthetically, which means we use our senses as human beings to make sense of the world. But also we use arts as a way to shape the properties of the object around us. And doing so, we imbue, we induce, we embed the aesthetic properties into the products. So at the same time, arts becomes artistry, which is about thinking in artistic way, but becomes also art form in the sense that you bring arts in some specific object. But what is the really underlying mechanism is the ability of thinking and acting aesthetically. And that is where the power of arts is. Arts is a, a way of using human senses in order to explore outer and inner world and making sense and building using that 
building the object. So when we think about uh, the tools like, uh, well, I don't want to make any promotion here, but when we think about the, our <laughs> Apple phone, the real innovation of Apple, we know that how Steve Jobs was obsessed about uh, the aesthetics of the products. So that is the way, a pragmatic way of looking at how the arts is applied in the object, is this looking for the aesthetics, what are the feelings, what are the emotion, the energy, and arts is all about this, it's about aesthetics. It is about aesthetic organizational development. Here is the, the key concept of the use of arts in business. I have another question because I really love the perspective that you bring to the table. So someone that's listening to you probably ask himself or herself, aesthetics, it's beauty. And do you think that art is only about beauty or do you refer aesthetics in a, la- in, in a different way? What do you mean when you say aesthetics? In the common language, we tend to associate uh, aesthetics to beauty. But in reality, aesthetics, as a philosopher would teach us, is a way of experiencing the world. For uh, Vico, which was one of the first philosophers and an Italian one, uh, studying uh, aesthetics, aesthetics is about using human senses to understand the world. So for me, aesthetics is uh, how do we use the senses? and how we use the senses to create, to experience uh, the world. And then you realize that arts becomes very important because arts becomes the way to understand how customers are experiencing your product, and then you design around the customer the customer experience. You understand, use arts as a way to understand how your employees are experiencing your workplace, and then you use arts as a way to transform your workplace or to design your product, or again, transforming technologies that are not te- just technologies, but that when you touch them, you have a different feeling. Yeah. And in fact, I invite you again, just to make some promotional here, then hopefully I will get the new tools. I invite you to touch your (laughs) Your Mac. Mac, And you will see that it's a completely different. Well, meanwhile, I'm touching my Mac. I'm using using an AKP computer. So as you know, I have both systems. But again, it's the aesthetics. Uh, The the the, um, apps is all about the experience. So that is where the trick is, is aesthetics, not beauty, is about using their senses to make sense of the world. Let me try to ask you for an example that I think of, and you tell me if this is aesthetics. One of the things that I think Apple is common for is the fact that Steve Jobs said that in order to make it engaging for the customer, you need to be able to play a song in three steps, not make it too complicated. You have only three steps until you are able to play a song. And in a way, it's very straightforward, but make it also very easy to understand and use. And I wonder if this experience of getting to what I want in three steps and no more than three steps is what you would refer to as maybe an aesthetic design, not design in terms of the product, but design in terms of the the way the product works. Well, when we think about aesthetics, we are talking about how people think. So what you are mentioning is uh, in a process way, a simplified way to say that people want to be intuitive. We don't want to have complicated things. We professor, engineers go through complicated, but everyday life, we want to have easy things. We want to take 
open the box and be able to use. We don't want to go through the manual and study all the different functions. We want to have something intuitive. So what Steve Jobs was proposing is that what we need to do is to build intuitive way of using the technology. Yes. If you want to understand how, from intuitive point of view, to use the technology, the aesthetics is, well, is the, the way how we experience and understanding the aesthetics is about understanding how people interact with the objects, interact with the, the reality. So from that point of view, yes, is uh, if you like, that is an, an, a good example of aesthetics because it's all about exploring and then translating in a process way how people would interact. Another interesting way of looking at, think about this is uh, something that is always int- uh, intriguing me. Uh, Nowadays, we are very much in some senses. So the touch, the view, but think about the smell. Think about the smell. One day we will have a computer that will smell differently. And the smell will make us attractive or less attractive. So again, in that case, if you would one day say, well, I want to understand. And nowadays, when you walk in a a shop or when you buy a Perfume is easier. No, there are these nasso. There are people that are experts in the different nuances of the smell. Again, they try to codify how do we experience in a process way in order to make product accessible. So in the case that you were mentioning of Steve Jobs about the songs, it was translating in a process way the way how we aesthetically experience, in that case, the use of music or the selection of music. So that is a good example, and this can be generalized. But again, it's about understanding. And this is very important. Sorry if I make the other comment, because this is also related to the neuroscience. In the last 10 years, we have been making big jump in understanding how our brain is working and discovering that what we call emotional intelligence, but basically how do we use in our rational capacity the uh, emotional dimension. Aesthetics is bringing in this dimension. And arts becomes the tool to explore not only the logic thinking, which is typical of engineering and science, which has been the paradigm of the Tayloristic approach, but also how do we make sense? We become resilient, we experience the reality, and we enjoy that reality, which is what arts bring in the business. And that is the reason why I call the postmodernism. So the arts is driving the transformation of the organization from the modern dimension, which is the engineeristic and is the Tayloristic approach, towards a new model where you integrate the old paradigm with the new one, where you recognize this uh, aesthetic, feeling, emotional dimension that had value and improved the value capacity of the organization. So... I have an important question over here because, you know, the business world and engineering world and science world, they like to measure. And, you know, the saying, uh, in God way we trust or I believe in God, all the rest bring data. Someone that's listening to our conversation, maybe it will be too abstract for them. And they try to understand how do you measure the impact of art on business? Do you have an idea for how we can measure art in business? Well, I have an idea. I'm going to suggest my idea. But at the same time, I would like to start with uh, an image. How would you measure a good glass of wine? (laughs) 
the difference from a Chianti or so is a part of the experience, no? your experience. The point is uh, this uh, provocation is that uh, um, to prove that arts is kind of adding the juice to a lot of things that we do. But arts is pragmatic. So the way to measure, you cannot put a direct line, you cannot trace a direct line between an investment in arts and your financial performance. Yeah. So if you would say I make an investment in arts residence and I will see my action go up, my shares go up, I would say that is not, it's difficult. But it is possible if you have a clear understanding of the cause effect relationship that explain why you are implementing that arts initiative in the organization, then you can check and trace the link to your performance. So let me make you an example. If you think about an organization and you believe that culture and behavior is a critical dimension in your organization, and you know that the culture of your sales force affect your sales performance, then if you develop an arts-based initiative that transform the culture of the sales form, then you will see the impact on the outcome of the sales form performance. So that is the way how to think when to measure arts. You cannot trace a direct line, but you need to go through what are your hypotheses explaining why, how you are using the arts and how this is linked to the other performance. In my book, I suggest the use of uh, metrics or cost effect relationship um, similar to the strategy map that helps to understand why you are investing in the arts and then you make your own hypothesis and then you can track track and see if this has been producing an impact in your organization. Giovanni, I want to kind of go back to something you mentioned because I really love uh, how you define it aesthetic technology and from now on I'm going to use it as well I really really love it it's a great uh, definition and one of the things that you mentioned kind of in your words is this experience and design and what I see today in the world is that everyone is so obsessed with user experience and customer experience and the interface design and make it intuitive and make it beautiful but still the artist and the art are not brought into this discussion. What do you think on that? Well, I mean, I, somehow I disagree uh, in the sense that uh, artists are already used in the design process. When we think about design, design is a, an applied form of arts. So indeed, already uh, for developing both products and services, the design dimension is really relevant. But there is still a lot of space for other kinds of artists to come and to get involved in the process and to be used to be deployed. Here I want to make just a, a short comment because very often we think that bringing arts or artists in the organization is about arts-based management. So we think that we take an artist, we bring in the organization, something magical will happen. <laughs> or, or the new product, the new... No, it's not like that. I mean, arts in management is still a management discipline where arts and artists, they do their own job, but it's up to the manager, to those that design what I call the arts architect, to design the use of the arts and the power of the arts for building, for example, the user experience. We cannot expect an artist coming and transforming the user experience. 
So then it is about understanding with the use and the thinking, the creativity of the artist, what we can do. One simple example, but I think is emblematic and clear. If we think a very simple uh, object that we use every day, the shower, and if we think what is the, the most innovative dimension of the shower from a user experience point of view, if you think in the few years, 10 years ago, a few decades ago, there was about you know, the jacuzzi stuff, uh, the music. <laughs> they never, those that bought that, that kind of shower never really used. But nowadays you use uh, chromotherapy. You combine the water with the light and the light is giving you a different, from chromotherapy point of view, different feeling. That is a good example to understand how the arts and then the use of aesthetics can be used in order to build a user experience. And this can be generalized to any other dimension from services to products. Illy Coffee. Illy Coffee, an Italian company, uh, famous in uh, coffee production, they were the first to introduce the artist cups. No, in Italy, we go to the bar, we very quickly get the coffee, the shop of coffee and leave. Well, they thought, why we don't let artists design this cup? So in that moment that we just experience the coffee, it's not only the quality of the cup, but also the aesthetic experience. So these are good examples of how you can use the arts in different ways to build and design the user experience. And again, Apple, the shop of Apple, Apple shops, uh, Apple Store are not being designed for selling the product, are being designed to experience the product. And it's all about, so here is just a few examples, but then, of course, the idea is that you build a team that work with the company in a proper way to use the artistic thinking in order to understand how people experience or would experience product services. And then around that understanding, you design your product and services. I really liked how you said it, that Apple didn't design shop to sell the product, but to experience the product. So, you know, you touch, uh, again, very important point. So many important points to discuss is that the business world has their own language. The artist has their own language. How do you actually bridge the, those differences in an organization? That is another big, I would say, uh, concern and issue that we have in arts-based management. Because as I was mentioning, we thought with very often we think that bringing in an artist, we are going to solve some problems. Actually, you need to have people that are proficient with both languages, with the arts and the business, that are able to understand the power of arts and use the arts and the problem of the business. And they work as a translator, translators between the arts and the business. And that is where... What, I mean, is one of the reasons why I believe arts in business is still struggling to emerge. Yeah. Because we still don't have those professionals. We still don't have those professionals that are proficient in the arts world in terms not of being uh, an artist, but in terms of understanding the power of the arts and, on the other hand, are also capable of fully understanding the problem of the company. In some cases, we are experiencing some companies, some consultancy company that are starting to use arts as a, as a cool tool yeah. <laughs> just to repackage their old service. But this is not arts in business. This is my, my macchiaje. Yeah, we talk about something else. So I think we need to develop what I call the arts architect. In some cases, I met 
good artists that they develop their profession in consultancy. And then nowadays they are able to design, specializing themselves in some areas like theater-based intervention or leadership development. They are able to design some products, uh, services, or uh, but this is still a lack that we have. Or in some cases, and this is very interesting, in those organizations that uh, use arts, you will always find an executive who had in his life exposure to arts. So somehow, somehow has been already contaminated. I know that contamination nowadays <laughs> is a nice word to use, but it's been contaminated with the arts. And it has this uh, uh, virus, a positive virus, which is artistic <laughs> understanding, which, able, which makes him or her able to see how the arts can be deployed in the organization. Yeah. I really love it because uh, I always say, for me personally, there is no such thing, innovative and creative organization. It's innovative and creative individuals that decide to design the organization in that way. And every time I look at companies that bring artists into the organization, you will always see one person or a group of people, but they are very well defined. And they are, as you said, they have this passion, they have this belief uh, without knowing if it will bring the result. They just know it needs to be there. Why exactly? Not all of them know from uh, my experience, but they know it needs to be part. And this is for me in a way how I also link it to innovation, because what I find interesting is that the business world try a kind of plan to innovate. And I feel that innovation in many ways is also require a lot of exploration. You go to the unknown without necessarily knowing what you will find, which is very much similar for me in the process of art. You start with a blank canvas and you don't know what exactly you will find. So what is your opinion on the relationship between art and innovation? Well, I see innovation as uh, the generation of new knowledge. So arts is new knowledge, is an artistic knowledge. As a, a, we, we're talking about an aesthetic technology, is an aesthetic knowledge. So arts, I see arts as a, a potent, a powerful tool to support the creation of new forms of knowledge. And, um, and these forms of knowledge, this new tool, is, uh, is related to the human dimension. So the power of nowadays, of, I mean, we could talk, look at to the different classification of innovation, but I want to focus on the idea that uh, the spark for innovation is the, the curiosity, the imagination, even before the creativity. And this is what arts bring in, this ability. Then we think that artists are, uh, uh, by definition, innovative. Somehow it is true because they, are, they like to be provocative, but not all the artists like to be provocative. So... The innovation, the arts as a driver for innovation is because it's about bringing in the organization new forms of knowledge, which cross-fertilize the existing knowledge, sparking the creation of innovation. So that is where the power of the arts for innovation is. Then, from pragmatic point of view, you can use arts for training the people to be more imaginative. You can use arts for uh, prototyping a new product or for uh, brainstorming. So you can use the techniques 
But the real, the root, the engine of, uh, of innovation in relation to the arts is bringing new forms of knowledge and new forms of thinking in the organizational context. One of the things that I find uh, challenging is actually, you know, to make people or make people in the business world to actually see this value because they don't think about art as something that can serve in a business context. Giovanni, we are getting into the end of uh, our uh, podcast and I want to ask you for one tip to our listeners. Let's assume we have business professional, business manager listening to us now and interested to explore this field. What would you recommend them to, how they can start actually explore the context of art or the relationship of art and business? Well, I would suggest to start small, but to start from the top. Start small because you need to learn, to explore, to get familiar with this new realm. But you need to start from a problem that is uh, at the center of your heart, that is at the core of your heart, that is really relevant to you. And then you start to explore how the arts can really contribute to solve that problem. Then it is very important to try to build a team around the initiative, a team where there are people from the company that are supported. So there is to be a, a championship from the top uh, supporting the initiative. And then you need to have artists that are specifically identified in relation to the problem that you need to solve, to the challenge that you have. And also you have a consultant, a consultant, which I call the arts architect. This consultant can be also the people the employees within your organization, not necessarily has to be someone from outside world, but preferably should be someone that has already experience with bridging arts and business. So you build a team and you start small in the sense that you start with the uh, prototype projects and then you grow as you can start to see the effect of the arts. And the other suggestion, small, start small, connecting to the top, but also you have to approach the initiative not as something nice to have. Yes. <laughs> but it's something that you believe is relevant. And you try, and even if it's very complicated, to prove that you have initiative. So very often I've been, uh, you know, managers implementing arts-based initiatives say, ah, it was cool. We had artists. We were so fun. And, and then, okay, and then... Okay, let's go back to our work because it was fun, but no, it's not that. Even if it was fun, maybe this, the purpose was the fun, but in that case, how fun has been creating value for the company, has improved the performance? So, which means that you still need to have in mind that you are putting money in an initiative that needs to produce a positive impact in how the organization is operating. And then when you have these uh, principles in mind, then I'm sure that the initiative will work. And then about the, what kind of initiative, well, is up really to the problem. And, and that is the reason why in my book, I've been also trying to devise some ideas, like I call the arts value matrix, where I can see the arts can be used for training, for uh, reputation, for uh, workplace, for change management, for designing your product, for networking. So you need to decide what kind of initiative you want to address. I think it's great. I really like it. Start small, start from the top. 
which kind of always go back to this management commitment to to this uh, approach. Uh, obviously, I don't know if it's for everyone, but uh, I hope it will become, as you just said, kind of a business discipline. That's at least my aspiration. I really believe that, as you mentioned, at the end, organizations build on human. There is no uh, humanistic object or approach or thinking better than art, at least from my perspective. Giovanni, thank you very, very much. I hope we can meet in uh, real life and have a Chianti and yes, then enjoy <laughs> and hug each other. <laughs> yes, and, and enjoy enjoy the experience of, yes. of a wine without trying to analyze the processes of the wine. So thank you again. Uh, listener that's interested, you can check uh, Giovanni's book, The Value of Arts for Business by Cambridge University, uh, available on Amazon and I guess also on your website. We will add all the links to uh, Giovanni's uh, profile and the book on the show notes. Stay tuned for the next episode. Giovanni, thanks again. Thank you. The conversation with Giovanni made me reflect on what we are doing at the Artian, how important it is to have good translators, these art architects that understand the power of arts and the business goals. I've seen this through the different projects we led and the companies we worked with. Thinking about arts as a technology that can transform and influence an organization's tangible and intangible infrastructure just sparks more ideas on how to help organizations become better and more creative environment for employees. This conversation also helped me reinforce the importance of having the cognitive skills and the intrinsic human dimension, the emotional aspect as part of the keys to becoming a successful leader. Let me know what do you think. Send us an email to podcast at theartian.com. Next week will be our last episode before the summer break. So stay tuned. Until then, have a great weekend. I will be here waiting for you with another episode of the RTN podcast. With me, Nir Hindi. Thanks again for choosing us, listening to us, and staying with us till now. We know that with so many content out there, you chose to listen to this one. So thank you for that. We are producing our podcast without any help. So if you find this valuable for you, I will be super grateful if you can help us spread the word by leaving a rating or a review. It will take you less than a minute and it's really, really valuable for us. Special thanks to Daniel Duran who mixed and mastered this episode and Abigail Dyson, our wonderful intern, who helped us put this podcast out there. If you're interested in working with us and upskilling your team's capabilities, if you are looking to hone and develop an artistic mindset, then I would recommend you to check our workshops and training. All the information is available on our website. You can subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Our previous shows are available on our website, www.theartian.com podcast. Each episode includes show notes, guest recommendations, videos, and other materials. We can also be found on our LinkedIn page, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, and you can reach us directly via email at podcast at theartian.com. Once again, thanks for listening. I will be here waiting for you on another episode of The Artian Podcast. Podcast.